Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Okay, let's get into this. Thanks for reading, Jonathan. Um, some pretty hard stuff in there. Um, so I'm going to do my best with the Holy Spirit leading me to try and unpack um, some of that reading and also other parts of Matthew 24. To start off with, I want to get this out there now because this is a bit of a downer on what I'm going to talk about later on. So this can, you can take this as a warning. You can take this as, as Jonathan read to keep watch. Take it how you read it. Okay, there's a guy, I don't know, many of you may have heard of his name, many of you may not. A guy called Charles Taze Russell um, was the founder, one of the founders of the Jehovah's Witnesses. And I was looking it up and I thought, in the year 1874, he claimed that Jesus returned invisibly. Okay? So as I was thinking about this, I was like, Jonathan said at the start of the verse that even the sun doesn't know. Uh, only God knows the time. So... Who am I going to take this account from? Am I going to take an account from Charles Taze Russell? Or am I going to stick to what the Bible says? So to bring us back, I want to put it out there now because it would be a bit odd if I mention all this stuff and then brought that out by the end. You know, I want to get it out of the way now and we can focus on the real truth. So in verse 30 of Matthew 24, this is what the Bible says. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Now, I don't know about you here, but this is going to be pretty visible, okay? It's not going to be invisible. It's going to be visible. It says that every people will see him. All people will see him. So take away your want today. Take away the Bible view or take away the view from Charles Taze Russell. Um, and this leads me on to speak what I'm going to talk about next. So, bear with me. I'm not a device person, but we're going to have a go. We're in. Okay. So, are we getting ready? How do we get ready for Jesus' return? So, if we go back to the start of Matthew 24, uh, we see a number of things that Jesus mentions. And I'm just going to point out a few below. So, we see at the start of the chapter that Jesus has just um, left the teachers of the law and the Pharisees um, speaking out the seven woes to them. As he comes out of there, the disciples come to him and they say, uh, Lord, what are the signs of your coming? So I've just mentioned four or five points here um, that he points out in this start of the chapter. So in verse 5, he talks about false messiahs. In verse 11, he talks about false prophets. Verse 9, he talks about persecution. Verse 15, he talks about the abomination, which we can find in the book of Daniel in chapters 9, uh, 11, and chapter 12. So at the moment, this sounds pretty bleak. Here's me talking about uh, Jehovah's Witness founder, and then these points I'm pointing out here, which all seem to be very bleak. But with Jesus, there always comes a bit afterwards, which makes our hearts burn and be encouraged. So he doesn't stay there. He then starts to bring... Uh, his goodness and, and the truth into these situations. So even though um, we are going to experience tough times, it's not all gloom. 
And as you can see on the screen there, I know you guys can see it, but I'm going to read it anyway. So Matthew 24, verse 13. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Okay, so what a promise. What a promise we have there. The one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And we also see there's another verse um, in the last chapter before Jonathan's reading, in verse 35, where Jesus says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. I don't know about you, but it takes me away from the bleakness that even though Jesus' words are true and they're tough, it brings me back to like the point we need to get to is we need to trust in his words. His words will never pass away. Standing firm to the end, um, as Andrew played in that last song, great song, um, he won't leave us in the grave. And I quite like the idea if he comes back in my time, because I'll be able to meet him in the air, and we all will, but I don't know, as I explained earlier. So I, went, I want to talk about a bit more about the Christian life. So the Christian life is a tough, a tough one, but promises are worth fighting through. Jesus was preparing the disciples for what was to come. He is preparing us too. So the disciples came to him with the question. They said, what, how do we need to look out for your sign of you coming? And he gave them the warnings that I mentioned earlier. But then he also gave them the encouragement so they can withstand following him. So keep watch. And you'll see on here that I've gone back to the first book in the Bible, uh, from the book of Genesis. And the reason why I brought this up is because Jesus mentioned Noah's account in, in that reading that Jonathan read out. And I'll read it again. So Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. The thing that astounds me from this is that Noah was a righteous man. He was blameless from among Noah of his time. So God, in his mercy, um, brings Noah, and he says, I want you to go, and I want you to be the one who takes your family and start over. I don't know time scales, but let's just say thousand years later. Here we are in the world, as Andrew mentioned, where sometimes we think, is God really here? We see all the suffering. We, we all hurt with different situations. Um, and that just encouraged me more because this time, when Jesus comes back, um, all those things will be finished. You know, he'll come and establish a new heaven and earth. Uh, and that will be a time for all, what he trusted for all those who believe that he will come back uh, and give them that promise. So I'm going between hard situations and then coming back to the truth because that's the one that's going to get us towards that standing strong and going forward uh, in our faith. I love it how, like I said before, he mentions Noah. And if you don't know the account of Noah, you can look in Genesis chapter 6 and chapter 8 to find out the full story. But I'm sure most of you know this. But the thing about him being a righteous man, here comes God in the flesh. He's going to come and he's going to establish so we don't have to go back to a period which happened thousands of years before. It's going to be finished. It's going to be finished. And we are going to rejoice all those who believe. So I'm trying to lead us on to, to encourage us so that we can be encouraging to those who don't yet know the truth. Okay, so coming back to the disciples again. What made the disciples stand strong to the end? Now, we know that most of the disciples stood firm to the end. And we know that Judas, unfortunately, didn't. But these words of Jesus <clears throat> must have spoke right into the hearts of disciples in the Great Commission in Matthew 28, verse 20. And surely I am with you always 
to the very end of the age. Does this speak into your heart? I know Andrew mentioned it in the song again, but there's another saying here that he's going to be us to the very end. So all through the trials and the hard situations, and he says, I'm going to be with you to the end. And I don't know about you, but that fills my heart so well because we all know that we're going through hard times. We know that our faith causes us to step out and in a lot of circumstances, it doesn't always go right. But those promises of those words in there is, is what keeps me going and walking for Christ. And I want to encourage you to do the same. Going on to another verse, uh, in John chapter 14, verse 2, Jesus says, So my Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? At the end of the Great Commission, we then see in Acts chapter 1 how Jesus ascends goes to the Father. So how, how can he be with us to the very end of the age if he's ascending? Well, this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. The Holy Spirit is going to come, which is those who fill the unbelievers in that time, and it's also going to fill us. It's going to encourage us to continue uh, to carry on walking this. God, the Holy Spirit, is going to fill us, and he's going to be our comforter. And, that, and funny enough, that's what the heading of the chapter is in John 14. The heading is, Jesus comforts his disciples. And I'm going back to when also I read earlier that, remember, his words will never pass away. So as we get more into this, stand firm to the very end. And I'll explain why I've put this verse on in a second. I'm really encouraged by, so I've talked about the disciples. Now Paul was, the Apostle Paul was a convert from, he was a master in Judaism, he, he knew how to, he was even persecuting Christians, um, but he had a radical insight with Christ in Acts chapter 9. And these words that he goes on to say, um, basically just explain his life, basically to explain um, him coming to the end of what it was to live like for Jesus. So a couple of examples of Paul, he endured shipwreck, uh, he endured being in prison, uh, he endured... Uh, being flogged uh, and countless times being caught up for um, preaching something that those thought wasn't right. But he stood firm to the end. And I'm going to read this verse because this verse is so amazing. Uh, and I pray that it speaks to all of your hearts. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to those who have longed for his appearing. So in all of this, I love at the end how he says, but not only for me. So I see a number of people here. We should be longing for his appearing. But the important thing is, are we going to endure um, to the end? Are we going to finish well? Are we going to keep the faith when things are tough? And I want to share an example of my own, which has happened this week. Funny enough, it had to happen the week where I'm preaching for the first time um, and I could have made a choice. So basically, my father uh, has been ill for the last nine or ten months. And during that period, he made progress. He was getting better. So this week, we had the bad news that, unfortunately, his health is deteriorating again. So I have a choice here. I can, on this hand, I can go into the corner and I can separate myself from all my brothers and sisters and from my family and sit in the hole and just sit there or what I can do is I can come over to the other side and I can say I can draw near to my God, which I'm sure Paul done countless of times, draw near to him because he knew that he wanted to stand to the end. So I'm going to choose this hand. I'm going to choose this hand that I know there's going to be hardships. 
uh, when proclaiming my faith and, and through other situations. But I'm going to choose this hand. And I pray that you guys would choose that hand as well, not this one. Because this is the one that's going to bring you back. This is the one that's going to encourage you going forward. So what a promise. What a promise um, that to hear these words from Paul as he, as he wrote his writings. Um, and it's just that we have to stand strong uh, in these situations when things are tough. What I want to do now for the last five minutes or so is I sort of finish up. I just want to mention how we all need each other. Okay. We all need each other. And Ephesians 4, chapter 16 reads, From him the whole body, joined and held together by every support and ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We all need each other. I'm not saying we need to rely on each other, but the thing I love about this scripture is it says from him, Jesus is the head. And the bit I love about Paul's writings is he actually mentions the support and ligaments. It's quite funny, really, because we've all got body parts, right? So I'm standing here as a representation of the body. So we've got arms, we've got legs, we've got all kinds of different parts. And Paul actually says that these are gonna, we're going to be supporting ligaments. That means we need each other. We need each other to encourage, as I spoke about before. And this is what Jesus wants us to do. He wants to prepare us to stand strong for his coming with all these practical ways. We have the body here. We have all of each other. We have his words, which will never pass. It will never go. We have all these promises that he, preach, that he says to us here that we just need to stay in there and fight the good fight. And as I was coming to um, sort of finishing this off, I was thinking like a couple of examples. If your calling is to go out on the streets and preach God's word and you've been called to do that, then go and do it. If you've been called to, to bake and you see someone in your area who needs the love of Christ, go and bake. Go and give those cakes to them and hopefully that will lead to a situation where you can be good news to them. If you are, if you like social media, I'm just going to throw that out there, social media. If you like social media and you see news feeds of people who are struggling and are needing hope, then use your social media to reach out to them. Basically, what I'm trying to get out here is there's many parts. They're all not going to be the same, but we've all got different parts, and we all need to use what we've been called to do uh, to bring the good news to people. So that's the end goal. The end goal is to be good bearers of good news because there's many people out there who are waiting for the hope. They're waiting for the good news. Are we going to give it to them? Are we going to prepare them for what's going to come? Because I... I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway, but I hear the saying all the time of everybody's going to heaven. It's not true. And I'm not saying that because I want to be whole. I'm just saying it because the truth is that only those who believe in him, that he's the only way to the Father, that's the truth. Are we prepared to say that to people when they say these things? Are we prepared to say that's not right, but this is right. The truth is here. So I just want to encourage you guys that this is the truth. He's coming back. Like I said, I like the idea of meeting him in the air. That sounds great. But if it doesn't happen in my lifetime, then I'm not going to be worried because only the Father knows the time, and that means that his time will be perfect. So, brothers and sisters, let's be bearers of good news. Let's stick to the truth. Let's be willing to point out situations which are wrong, like everybody's going to heaven. Let's tell them the truth. Let's tell them that there's going to... The only way to heaven is through the Father. It's through Christ who come on behalf of the Father. And what I love about Jesus is he only done what his Father did. Would we follow that example as well? And God gives us the words of saying here. So I just want to encourage you guys, let's all 
support each other, as it says in uh, Ephesians 4. Let's support each other in what we're doing. Let's be bearers of good news uh, and wait for that amazing day when he's going to come. He's going to make all things right. And Andrew said it perfectly. We're not home, but while we are here, we can be bearers of good news. We can point people to the right way. And if they receive it, they receive it. If they don't, they don't. That's, unfortunately, that's what happens. But let's bear the good news. That's the important thing. Let's give them the good news. Let's make them, give them the choice that they can make. So I want to finish now with a prayer uh, for all of us um, that we would be encouraged as we go on from here, not just today, but as we walk out our Christian faith. So Lord Jesus, I thank you for every person, uh, every brother and sister here today. I thank you for the unique gifts that you've given them um, to share your good news. Thank you, Jesus, how you give us the warnings um, that we need to stand strong uh, to the end. Thank you, you give us these practicalities that we can use uh, to be ready uh, for when that day comes, even if we're here or if we're not. Thank you how you've made us all uniquely in your image. And I just pray that people would be fired up here to share the good news. Because as Jonathan said at the end of the reading, He's going to come at a time we don't expect. We don't know when he's going to come. Let's prepare ourselves well by staying close to him. So I just want to pray for you all in the name of Jesus. Amen.